On today's episode, we get food tracked as we discuss Festival of the Arts 2023 and everything we did, everything we ate, everything that was good, and maybe not so much. This is episode 53 of the Alpha Monorails podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. It's the Off the Monorails podcast. I'm your host, Jordan, joined today as usual by my homies, Justin and Ryan. Fellas, how we doing? We're doing well. How about you, sir? Doing good. Ryan, how are things? I'm still trying to adjust back to reality after a (laughs) well-needed monthly Disney trip. (laughs) Indeed. uh, Indeed. Makes me sound high maintenance at all, but... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, going through the motions, uh, going through the halfway point of the week, and just trying to trying to get my bearings. I understand, though. I understand from having just uh, come back from Disney a, a couple weeks ago. Now I'm ready to go back, so it'll be uh, it'll be nice to uh, dip the toe in the water, shall we say, um, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. We, we, uh, we visit for a quick, just a quick little quick little trip to take care of some other business but uh it'll be nice to set foot on disney property for for a little bit for a few hours it'll it'll get us by i guess yeah i am excited for steakhouse 71 breakfast uh you hyped it up and i am uh i'm ready to experience it i second that yeah i can't wait to show you guys it's gonna be good yeah we had you know closest i had to that was i had the wave breakfast when they were constructing or renovating what is now Steakhouse 71 downstairs. And at that time, since it was being renovated, we had breakfast upstairs. Uh, we're in the setting of California Grill. And that was that was a treat. I'm sure. Yeah, I never got to go there. Um, but I can assure you Steakhouse 71 is going to, it's going to fill that void. Trust me. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be good. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to some time spent uh, with you guys and getting some, uh, get some things done while we're, while we're in the vicinity of old Mickey Mouse. So uh, now that Ryan and his family got an opportunity to go to Festival of the Arts 2023, uh, we thought we'd sit down and review our times collectively there. Uh, everything that was going on, everything that we experienced personally and get it out to you, the audience uh, in time that you could still go and visit this festival uh, as it is happening for about another two weeks or so. So it's um, it's one that I absolutely love and love my time there. Uh, I believe Ryan can share the same sentiment and uh, can't wait to uh, get into that here in just a few minutes. But first course we're gonna do some little housekeeping if you will housekeeping. Uh, make sure that you housekeeping <laughs> we'll get in a, we'll get in a little more housekeeping later yeah. uh, <laughs> um, make sure that you're following our socials uh, especially like on instagram or youtube or tiktok uh, we're across some other platforms too twitter breaking news there 
when we can. Uh, Facebook, if it is, uh, if, if you're there. Uh, but yeah, we cover all these social platforms and really like to interact with you guys and appreciate all the new followers here lately. Uh, appreciate all the interactions. Uh, we love the comments and feedback that we're getting on the stories, um, on all of the posts. Uh, reels are taken off. Um, and it's just, it's just a good, uh, you know, it's a good uh, thing to, to be able to see and be able to kind of interact and talk back to, to everyone where instead of, you know, just being here on a podcast and, and talking to you, uh, it's nice to be able to, to talk back and forth, um, yeah, with, with like you it. all. So it's a good, it's good interaction. So we love it. We invite you to do so. So please engage with us on the socials. Uh, and if you're already, if you're following us along, you know, following us there already or have been there for a while, then you see a lot of these, uh, a lot of these moments that we're going to talk about to, uh, today already captured. Um, so you see some of the food that we got to eat. And, uh, so yeah, it's a good place to go. So if you're not following us yet, go follow us at off the monorails is the handle. Also, if you haven't been, been to our website, please go visit off the monorails.com. There you'll find our blog, which we will have a full write up and review of our time at festival of the arts this year. Uh, so you'll find some other reviews, some festival events, some dining reviews, tips and tricks, things like that, uh, on there. Uh, and so if it's a good place to go and read everything, uh, get some video content, get some photo content, really, we just kind of dive into a bunch of different topics there. So go check out the blog. Uh, if you haven't done so already also on off the monorails.com, you can go visit the shop where we got city, baby, some lovely merchandise. Yeah. Uh, specifically the latest, uh, additions, with the uh, Festival of the Arts merchandise, really, really eye-catching. Lots of great colors. Just a broad spectrum of uh, of products, really. And uh, I think I think Figment is uh, everyone's got a little place in their heart for Figment, <laughs> and we've got them featured front and center on several of those products. So very, very yeah. excited to see how uh, how everyone receives those. Uh, because we love them, we enjoy the uh, the the design aspect of all these, and we just want to mm-hmm. share it with you guys. So please, if you see something you like, pick it up. It helps support the podcast directly. Not only that, but yep. you look great in it. I definitely look great in my Hercules hoodie. That's for sure. Indeed, I got to rock yeah. that bad boy on Saturday. Man, it was um, it was nice because it was pretty cool this past weekend. So I was able to wear my hoodie the entire day. Never had to take it off one time. And um, that thing is festival beer certified. Let me tell you. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I did capture a nice little uh, glimpse of myself, you know, polishing off a, uh, a nice beer flight. So um, <laughs> go check that out on Instagram. Has a nice little catchy tune with it. Um yeah. I also rocked the um the Stonks, the Bob Iger is Stonks t shirt at Magic Kingdom on Sunday and I actually had several cast members uh, you know, compliment me on the, the shirt. You know, they a couple of them they just yelled out Stonks, Stonks <laughs> So <laughs> they get it. That 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 was cool. Yeah. Game respects yeah. game. Absolutely. Yeah, go check those out. We got a bunch of fun designs, some tributes to uh so just some of our favorite things uh, around built around Disney properties, you know, 
and uh, we've got we paid tribute to some of the festival of the art booths and things like that happening around. Pay a little tribute to old Bobby Iger uh, with a little stonks meme, uh, and got some other things too. We just got some some flavors from the podcast, some topics, and kind of uh, you know isms that we've coined. AKA uh, come food up with. Track. Yeah, which we're going to do a lot of today. Oh, yeah. So go check out all that merchandise. And always, again, another reason to follow us on the socials, stay tuned because you never know what we're going to come up with next. And we've got some got some good stuff on the horizon. So definitely stuff I'm super excited about. So and uh, if you got to if you happen to see me at Festival of the Arts when I visited a few weeks ago, I might have been wearing one of these undisclosed items. Uh, for for a period of time so you know you got to capture a little bit of a little bit of creative photography you know it's called product highlights there so got some lifestyle building some lifestyle there so definitely and there's something there for everybody in our shop so please go give it a good look browse through it if you see something you like pick that bad boy up and then tag us in the uh in the social post whenever you get it because we love seeing that stuff absolutely and it just helps us keep going right like it just oh the bottom line is this stuff is out there to have fun with and to enjoy we have really high quality merchandise that everything's printed on or embroidered on and the stuff that we wear you know that ourselves so we're going to give you good stuff good quality stuff and it helps support the show and keep the show going and all the costs that go along with that so it's a good way to uh to help us out absolutely so with that before we get into uh the festival of the arts review we wanted to kind of just update uh any, some some of the disney happenings and news you know last week's episode was full of disney news uh, that had happened over the past month or, or two and since then we've had some updates again that have happened so we just want to throw out a, a few quick highlights uh of those uh events starting with mousekeeping we mentioned last week that one of the big stories that had come out over the past few weeks was that mousekeeping had returned to deluxe resorts. Uh, this is the housekeeping service uh, at Walt Disney World Resorts that had stopped essentially right. um, ever since the closures of COVID uh, had occurred. Well, it had returned to deluxe resorts a few weeks ago in the middle of January. And now uh, it's been reported that by the end of February, Mousekeeping will be returning to all Walt Disney World resorts, which is great news. Yeah, welcome, welcome news. back, mouse uh, mousekeepers. You know, any, anytime we can welcome back cast members to perform their job and their duties and make income, I'm for that. So, welcome back. Hope they uh, hope they're ready to get to work and make some money. Yeah, and they do a great job. Oh, it's absolutely. A, I think it's a thankless job too that they do a Very lot of times, right? Me. Like. You don't notice them a whole lot. They even make it the way that they're designed to do their job. I mean, a lot of times you don't see them, uh, which is you know by design. Uh, but that also just shows you how good they are at what they do. And it's sometimes you know, I don't think it's not the most glamorous job, right? Um, but it's important, and it makes your trip all that much better. Um, but one thing I wanted to also highlight uh, was something we had covered um, a little while ago. And we had talked about Boardwalk Resort going through uh, a renovation period. And it's going through a bunch of things. They've got the new uh, cafe that opened uh, about a, a month or two ago. Uh, they've got uh, – they're redoing some of the 
things along the boardwalk with the with the deli opening. Uh, they're building the cake shop, uh, so they've got a lot of things happening around the boardwalk resort area. And in Disney's announcement for the mousekeeping returning, we got a little sneak peek of the new rooms in Boardwalk Resort, uh, which I must say. They look very nice, much, yeah. much better than the, well needed. than the old versions. Yes. So super excited to have those. This is a resort that I've wanted to stay at for a very long time because I love the, the spirit of the boardwalk itself. And so having that proximity and, you know, just that environment, uh, it, you know, I really would enjoy staying there. But it was one of the most outdated resorts as far as finishes and and things like that and furnishings go so it's one of those that i was very he- been hesitant on to stay and spend the money to stay there with that being the case but those rooms will hopefully we'll have an announcement soon of when they'll actually be open and available for booking uh, but they look pretty nice from just the quick sneak peek teasers that we got as part of these uh announcements so we'll be sure to share these photos uh, on our socials as well. So again, go check us out at Off the Monorails uh, on Instagram and on Twitter, especially for for these uh, updates. And honestly, like if we can stay up to date with it long enough and and be on top of it, if we can find a grand opening uh, availability, it might be something we could pull the trigger on. I think that'd be pretty awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah, I'd love to get there uh, as they open and uh, to the Boulder Ridge when they get done with those renovations too, which I mean, some of them have, have actually been completed because last time we were there uh, just a few weeks ago, uh, just went over there for, uh, uh, for a lunch or breakfast. And um, they, they had some of the uh, scrims and stuff removed from the rooms. Like, you know, the the stuff that they use to kind of hide while they're doing the work in the rooms all that had been cleared away. So there's no like work being done over in some of the buildings there in Boulder Ridge. So that makes me think that a lot of that work's already done. So hopefully soon. So we might have two new, uh, two new, newly renovated rooms uh, upcoming here for us to check out. So be very nice. Also in the news for the past couple of days, uh, Tron light cycle run has actually began cast member previews as of yesterday february 6th that is um yeah it's in full swing uh cast members are able to bring themselves and some guests along and they are riding and enjoying this before everybody else can which i feel that they much well deserve to um Mm -hmm. these previews will last until march 3rd actually so that's a nice little period for them to get it in but it has been confirmed that uh, annual pass holders and uh, D23 and DVC members will also have a preview period before it's open to the public on April 4th. Yep. So sometime between yeah, March 3rd ex- and April 4th. It's exciting for sure. Uh, have you have you guys watched any of the POV footage? I have. Yes, I have. It looks fast. Yeah. Yeah, it looks great. I it's um I everyone says it's faster than what you think it is. Well, it's an open well, concept ride like a motorcycle, so it's a visually going to appear faster because there's less in the way. Yeah. yeah. Well, true. I can say this, that we were there Sunday, and there was actually another type of preview event going on. We were actually leaving the Storybook Circus area, and a large line of people 
went in. I actually thought it was the line for Barnstormer, but I was mistaken. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> but all these people got in there, and we go on Tomorrowland Speedway, and as we're driving around the track closer to Tron, I notice that there are people riding it. So I don't know what kind of mm. event that was, if that was like a engineering or like, you know, a special, yeah. you know, executive Probably event. Engineering. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, That's awesome. I Something I didn't notice until now and someone may have probably already i'm sure someone's already called this out but when you look at the signage this is the design geek in me have you if you look at the signage it says tron you know light cycle run whatever the the tron the letters of the t-r-o they actually make the person laying down in the motorcycle yep so look at it next time look at the logo and like the the t is the head of the person and then it's their like arms and, and legs going yep. in a motorcycle form and you know and then the bottom of like the r is like their view. bent leg yeah yep. yeah yeah it looks like the profile i thought that was great design so just little it, things like that no yeah. it, it was wild Exciting. though um we got off of tomorrowland speedway and actually got on the people mover after that and it was so weird like because that whole area has been vacant and just bare for so long that people were actually mm-hmm. going up and down that big ramp where right before you go into Space Mountain on the people mover. Yeah. It was so weird yeah. to see people actually traversing that bridge and then the yeah. train going yeah. through it at the same time. I was like, like just a month and a half ago, none yeah. of this was even happening. So it's a pretty cool time at yeah, Magic Kingdom right now. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit to get used to seeing all that being utilized and open, especially those that have been going to disney for so many years you're used to that being wooded areas all back in there so now seeing it being uh, an attraction is definitely uh gonna catch your eye and then with the train being back you know it's gonna it's gonna feel a little weird for a little while until we get used to it but i, I personally i love that tomorrowland now has a a visual landscape that we can all appreciate i think that canopy at nighttime is going to be spectacular. And when it's all lit up and that whole area is being utilized, like I I think that's going to add a whole new element, especially like on the monorail ride over when you get by space mountain, like you have a whole visual sight line of Tron. And well, uh, I think this is just the start of like a a rejuvenation of Tomorrowland because it needs it desperately. It does. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I mean, that that area is begging for a renaissance, right? Like, it just needs something. So I think this is the first domino to fall. Yeah. And when Tron is ready, uh, then, you know, the power, the Tomorrowland uh, light and Power and Light Company building, that'll reopen as well. Hopefully that's getting a lot of love and attention. Uh, so that will reopen, which will bring new life to that area. And then you start working back towards the hub, in my yeah. opinion, uh, with it. Right. Like just start start working back. And we've had a lot of conversations about what else happens to that to that front area of Tomorrowland, you know, with where the Monsters Inc. building is, where the old Stitch building is, all that. Right. So I think this is just the first dominoes to fall and uh, a renaissance is beginning to is beginning in Tomorrowland for the next uh, for se- several years. Yeah. yeah, we've made our predictions yeah, and yeah. suggestions, so we'll see how accurate we were. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, last on the docket that uh, was actually so fresh is 
been within the last 24 hours of uh, you know, hitting the news waves as uh, the Reedy Creek Improvement District updates uh, passing through the Florida legislature. Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, uh, what it boils down to is that uh, the original uh, idea was to have it be dissolved and cease operation. But as of uh, June 1st, 2023, it will not be dissolved and it will continue in full force, but it will have a new name. And that new name is the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District. Yeah. And the biggest thing here, there's a few different large takeaways um, for this, but essentially that the biggest takeaway so far is obviously a, it's not going to be dissolved. Right. And that was the fear. Um, It was just complicated. A lot of other things that just have to get done uh, for, you know, for Disney to do. Um, But it's, that the governor will be appointing five board members to execute the proposals uh, for the district. So uh, it's going to be something that continues to develop. Um, and I'm sure you'll go through a lot of different, a uh, lot of different waves of legislation before it's concrete. Yeah. There was one, there's one piece I saw from one of the Bloomberg articles about it, and I'll read this short paragraph, but um, it says Disney's right to elect its representatives is much stronger than its right to have Reedy Creek exist at all, and that Disney as a property owner was granted the statutory right to elect the district's board of supervisors, and if Florida tried to replace it with state political appointees, the situation would go from the state managing its own subdivisions to the state taking away a landowner's right to vote for its local representatives. And this could be deemed in court as actually, you know, approachable for, you know, a case. And basically on the premise that Florida cannot avoid this control issue by simply creating a new district with a different governing body because the state constitution requires Disney to approve any special district with taxing powers such as Reedy Creek. So it's a, it's a political power trip on both ends and we're not in politics here, but it's just a mess right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just hopefully, right. Like it just keeps going down the path of something actually productive, right. Getting done. Um, and not setting, not setting us as Florida, citizens and residents uh but also uh disney fans uh set us back right so that's the overall goal that we have uh but obviously we can't we don't have any say in the matter right Uh, we can just uh get the news out to everyone and let you know what keeps happening with it so make sure you're following us again at off the monorails i think it's time for the uh the meat and potatoes quote unquote there is there's a little bit of that yeah. There's a little bit of that. Get a little just outside. Um, wash it down with a beer pint <laughs> or two or six. Yeah. Um, there is a lot consumed. Uh, we're going to talk Festival of the Arts 2023. Uh, we're going to go through this um, in, a, in a few different areas. Uh, first, we're going to just highlight some of the activities, the auxiliary activities that we got to do, my family and Ryan's family on our trips uh, to this year's festival. 
And then we'll go through the food booths one by one, similar to how we previewed the festival. Uh, and we'll go through just all the items that we got to got to enjoy. And we'll give you our fresh takes if you and let you know if you maybe you should spend your money or skip uh, and save your money. So for 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 that, let's just dive in with some of the uh, extracurriculars, if you will. Ryan, did you get to uh, enjoy any of the festivities other than the food? Um, we did. It wasn't much. Um, honestly, we just found ourselves really stopping at all of the artist exhibits and looking at their art because yeah, it was incredible this year. There was like such a huge turnout. Um, you you yes. remember like during COVID, you know, 2021, like it was very scarce mm-hmm. how many artists actually showed up because you know just mm-hmm. precautionary measures but man there was so many different booths like i think there was just right between creations and um in guardians of the galaxy i think there was like seven art exhibits right there and that wasn't yeah. even including world showcase yeah there was a lot i i felt the very much very much the same way where it, it literally was like wherever you turn it's just like art gallery art gallery art gallery yeah. like and then so many while we were there, um, we were there on a Saturday. I know you were there on a Saturday. Um, so many of the artists actually there at the galleries, you know, signing and stuff too, which was awesome to see too. Yeah, we've seen a few of the artists that were that were signing some of their work and you know doing meet and greets and all that. So it was really cool to see this festival being, especially how short it is, being in its full mm-hmm. force and really flexing its muscles. Yeah. It was, and it's so, so fun, right? We've talked about this before, but it's like, it's so whimsical and colorful. And I just, you know, I really enjoy just the overall uh, effect that the festival has on Epcot, especially in the World Showcase area. And it's just, it was really cool to, we, we did some of the, um, we went through a bunch of galleries. Um, I picked up, I counted seven different prints. Uh, from from this year's festival because there's just so many head turners i just like i just just like oh yep you know what get to this booth yep i gotta have that one so we had a lot of those you know, a lot of uh artists that i've gotten in the past um some larry dotson pieces some uh buckley pieces uh so super happy uh, i've got a f- few new uh artists that i haven't had before either um some of their works it was just Real fun stuff, and I I love it. I enjoy it. Um, I mentioned in, in last week's episode we got to see some of the performers out just out and about as we walked through, uh, which was great to see and hear. Um, just super talented people all over the place uh, for this festival. And um, I would say too, we we did pass by as they were doing one of the uh, animation classes uh, over in the uh, by the American Pavilion. Um, so and, and the uh, theater there so uh, it was it's all around good time good events happening all around uh, world showcase for this festival um, and uh, just one thing that we didn't get to do that i wanted to do were some of the uh, magical shots like the that that's they were doing them mostly at night uh, but i really wanted to do some of those because they had some very special edition festival of the arts shots happening uh with with figment and some other things too it just 
really caught my eye, but there was long lines for those. Yeah. One thing I did notice was um, there was random little uh, Disney characters drawn on buildings or features yes. around Epcot. Yes. So like uh, Sorcerer yes. Mickey was at the reverse waterfall in front of Imagination Pavilion. Yep. And then you have uh, like Jacques from Cinderella, one of the mice. Um, he's flying a kite with a key on it and dressed like Benjamin Franklin, and that's on the front of the America Pavilion. So, like yes. little little things like that that I started noticing. Uh, that's just so cool. Yeah, they had um, Luca on one of the buildings. Uh, I believe it was near Italy. I'm pretty sure uh, they had Peter Pan with his shadow over yep, at the, in UK. the UK. Yeah, we've got some photos of those, and we'll be sure to. Uh, to throw them up on the socials as well. Um, uh, so this week, so be on the lookout for those, but yeah, those were fun. I, I really enjoyed those. And that was just another, another nod, right? Another nod to, to yeah. animation and to just the arts. Right. So, uh, but the shining star, in my opinion, outside of the, you know, outside of the, the, all the just art everywhere, the food at this festival, again, top top tier. I, in my opinion, hot take, well above anything from food and wine. Yeah, yes, we had it, the same it, conversation on the way home. Yeah, it looked like like the expectations, like they took it up a notch this year. Uh, it's just like everything is so thought out, and just like the visual presentations of everything, right? Like they just they nailed it. And it's just everything was like so intriguing. There were so many new flavors, so many things that I tried that a lot of things that I probably wouldn't try in too many other settings, which is why these festivals are great because they allow you to to try some of these dishes in a low entry, you know, price point most of the time um, to get a sampling of it. And boy, it's it's amazing. Some of these dishes that come out of a festival. At yeah. a theme park. Yeah. Well, so, one thing I noticed was like, like you just said, like there's so many new flavors you can push yourself out of your comfort zone to try, but they're done so tastefully and like the way that they're incorporated into these dishes, you can try all these things and it's not this wild, gross thing. Like these things actually yep. complement the things they're paired with. So that's right. one thing yeah. I noticed as well. Yeah. I mean, the everything is supposed to work together, right? Like yep. all the food that is there, the drinks that are with that menu, I mean, it all is very cohesive and it just works. And again, some of it's out of left field, but it works. Yep. So let's dive into some of these food booths. Uh, we're going to go in alphabetical order and we're just going to go booth by booth and we'll uh, cover as much food as we consumed. So we'll let you know every single item uh, that we that we consumed, including beverages, and yeah. let you know our thoughts. So let's start with the artist table, which is in the American Adventure Pavilion. Man, this one, this one, I hate that we start out with this one because this one was probably my favorite of the whole festival. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. We did the uh, the duck and dumplings. Which is the smoked duck breast and the ricotta dumplings with the uh, the baby carrots and the duck au jus, and we also mm. did the hummingbird cake. Um, my wife Brianna actually makes a really good hummingbird cake, so she made a point to try this and see how it stacked up against hers. 
And um, if you don't know what hummingbird cake is, it's banana cake with pineapple. And then it had a coconut and pecans and like a cream cheese frosting with banana sorbet on the side. So that was kind of like the extra frosting to go with the cake. Mm-hmm. Um, the duck and dumplings was amazing. Uh, and actually, my, my oldest daughter, Braylon, she pretty much ate the majority of this. And I'm like shocked because she's <laughs> usually like a chicken tenders and fries kind of kid. And she ate everything that I tried from the festival and loved them. But wow. um, the duck... It almost reminded me of like smoked ham. It had like a saltiness wow. to it, but it was it was smoked perfectly. And then those ricotta dumplings, believe it or not, the way they tasted and the texture reminded me of the mini cheddar biscuits at Cape May. Ooh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, that? you pair that up with some with some steamed baby carrots and some some gravy. Like, what do you need? What else do you need besides a beer flight? <laughs> I'll get to that in a second, though. But um, the hummingbird cake, too. (laughs) The hummingbird cake was equally good. Um, The cake itself, it was kind of like in the shape of almost like a zinger uh, snack cake. So it was like a rectangle, Mm -hmm. like a bar. Uh, The cake was really like a a moist kind of wet cake, but it was really good. It was super light. And then, um, like I said, it it had like a pineapple chutney kind of garnished across the top with the coconut and the crushed pecans. And the frosting and the banana sorbet, you just take some of that cake and just smear it through that banana sorbet. Oh, it's perfection. And, um, <laughs> of course, I had the beer flight. I told you I would get it, so I did. Um, had mm-hmm. the Boulevard Brewing uh, Tank 7 Farmhouse Ale. That was fantastic. Um, the mm-hmm. Parish Brewing South Coast Session Amber Ale, also equally fantastic. But the Brewery Amagong Three Philosophers Belgian Quad, that thing right there was delicious. It uh, yeah, it had like a um, kind of orangey coriander. I mean, it's like I don't want to compare it to Shock Top because it's way better than Shock Top. But that's the flavor profile. It had like it's, a spicy citrus to it. Yeah, and it's going to be a sweeter yeast being a Belgian. Uh, yeah. So it's it's approachable, but it's strong. It's going to pack a punch, and it's. High ABV, so yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, one I've of those had that was like nine or ten percent alcohol. Like it was, yeah. You could feel the, the alcohol. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was great. That's awesome. <laughs> I didn't get to have anything from that booth. It was one of those. It was like we knew we were when we went through the America Pavilion area. We knew we were coming back for dinner that night, and we said, "Well, if we get back over to this side." at night we'll come back and we'll grab this but we never end up back there because well you'll see we we consumed a lot of other things um starting with the next booth which is the craftsman's courtyard uh which is in kind of near the creation shop area that area that ryan was referring to when talking about the all the art galleries there in between creations and you know guardians and test track uh, so it's right there, um, but we had this to k- kick off our dinner for the evening. Well, we consumed a lot of a- other things around lunchtime, et cetera, but this was our first thing we kicked off dinner with. Um, we had the beef wellington, um, and then we had the cast iron roasted uh, mussels, uh, which had tomatoes, garlic, and herbs there. And then I also had the cold-fashioned coffee cocktail. Uh, let's start with a cocktail. 
um, because it was pretty good. It it tasted like you made an old fashioned, but you use like cold brew, like maybe like ice cubes almost. Like it kind of had that like cold brew ice coffee flavor profile. Okay. But with the splash and slight sweetness that you'd find in an old fashioned. Uh, respectable. So, respectable. Yeah. Uh it was it was pretty good. Um it was just different. Super different. Um the muscles were super good, uh flavorful, huge bowl of them as well. Um came came with some uh Christinis as well to go with it. It was just a really good presentation, really good dish. The beef wellington, the demi glaze, the red wine demi glaze is you know obviously in a puff pastry traditional beef wellington uh some baby veggies on the side it was it was delightful uh we've got pictures of all these things too by the way so we'll be posting all this on socials and in the blog at offthemonorails.com uh, here soon so go check that out if you want to see any of these dishes i had a short conversation with somebody at the um at the at epcot that that day we went and they said the beef Wellington was rather salty to them. Um, how was it for you? I would share that, I, but I expected a little bit because it's got mushrooms and uh, prosciutto. Yeah, and then the the red wine demi glaze was a little bit salty as well. So okay. I would share that, but I kind of expected it because of the other things. Well, see, I'm so. glad you got the cold fashion because I didn't get any food from here, but I did get the Brewdog Jet Black Heart nitro oatmeal stout and mm, that thing that. was dude it was like drinking a meal yeah. <laughs> it was it was a hefty beer thick. but god it was good <laughs> thick boy <laughs> and i actually had that one kind of further on into the day because we left epcot and went to hollywood studios for a little bit later in the afternoon we came back to epcot uh before it closed and that was what i closed the night out with but it was fantastic mm, just a just a good heavy beer. Loved it. Mm-hmm. Uh, next is the Deco Delights booth. Um, basically features a lot of uh, chocolate and some beers. Um, I didn't get any of the desserts here other than our completer treat from the wonderful Walk of Colorful Cuisine uh, that we did. Um, so I can't talk to any of the food or beverages here. But, Ryan, I think you visited this booth. Oh, did I? <laughs> so <laughs> we got the Dulce chocolate mousse with the the dark chocolate truffle on it. Well, I say we. My kids did. I got one tiny smear of it off <laughs> the tip of a spoon because they polished it off, and they said it was amazing. <laughs> but it, it was just like a big scoop of mousse with, like, just these garnishes and shaved chocolate truffle on it. It For the little bit that I got – it was it was rather delicious, and then of course uh, I had the Neapolitan beer flight, which had the three daughters brewing strawberry blonde nitro, and the eighty one bay vanilla porter, and then the Playa Linda milk stout, and all three of those were great. Um, my mom actually, or I say my mom, our mom, mine and Justin's mom, um, we shared this beer flight together because she she likes different beers too. Um, her favorite one was the vanilla porter as well as mine from that flight. Yeah. Uh, it just, it's everything. Bay don't to miss. Be. No, <laughs> but the milk stout was, you know, super heavy on the chocolate notes, almost like a hazelnut note. 
and then the strawberry blonde, it was almost to me like um like strawberry yuhu with a little bit of beer flavor. Oh. And wow. they all okay. had like a super like thick milky head on them. Like you could almost see the cream yeah, separating in the head. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah. Mm. So next on the list is uh the deconstructed dish. Uh so what'd you boys think of that? I didn't get anything from here. Well, that's fine because we got almost everything from here. Thank um, you. <laughs> we got, uh, I told you, we we consumed a lot of food. Uh, this is one of the first booths that we uh, visited in the day uh, at Epcot. And we had the deconstructed BLT, uh, pork belly, soft poached egg, the onion bread pudding, the watercress espuma, and the tomato jam. Um, I'll that onion bread pudding, I need the recipe for that thing because, wow, the flavors. I mean, super, super heavy on the onion. So if you weren't an onion fan, don't even touch that. But it was the way that they just presented it all. You could very easily to consume each one individually. Or I what I did, too, was just kind of scraped it all together into, and consumed it all, the flavors, into one bite, too, to experience them all at the same time. The pork belly was amazing. The poached egg was perfect. Um, and then just the way that the tomato jam, uh, it's just everything about this dish. It's one of one of my favorites from the entire festival. Um, if it's a must get for me, if you are uh, going to Festival of the Arts, um, it's been on the menus several times now. Um, and it is this is one of those dishes that I'm amazed that is coming out of a theme park quick kitchen, so to speak. Um, we also had the deconstructed key lime pie, uh, key lime curd, uh, key lime mousse, graham cracker cake, and meringues. Um, the meringues, you can have those. Don't really care for them. Um, but this is very flavorful. Um, again, separated into all the different flavors individually. Uh, but you obviously put them together. The key lime pie, I'm a huge key lime fan. Um, great, great dish. And then we also had the uh, non-alcoholic uh, deconstructed apple pie a la mode. Uh, it's got apple, it's a drink. Uh, it's an apple cinnamon gelato, cinnamon apple cider, apple pie filling, and streusel. This was different. It's good. I like apple pie a lot. It's good, but it was weird because it felt like you were drinking an apple pie. It's almost like if you took the innards of an apple pie and then like poured milk and like put it in a cup and then poured milk in there and then started to drink it because that's what it kind of felt like. So you kind of got these like clumps of like the filling as you were drinking it. It wasn't the easiest thing to consume, uh, but it was good. It was just different. I could get over the texture of that. That gimme. Uh, I wish I could have it. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It's just just different. So next up, we've got the El Artista Ambriento and at Mexico. Mexican Pavilion. Um, I unfortunately and regretfully did not visit this booth at all. Me too, and I kicked myself in the ass for it because I wanted that <sighs> toasted marshmallow margarita. Yeah, that was that was on my like must gets, and I, it's just. Yeah, slips through the cracks I wish sometimes. We could, well, yeah, and I, say I, I I heard good things about the carne carne asada. I just yeah. Well, maybe Thursday we. This could is slip also over. 
it could be a testament to to how much good food was at the festival that there was stuff that we right. couldn't even get to because we'd already ate and drank so much. Yeah, I, I don't even. I honestly don't even know how much money I spent on all the food and drinks. I stopped counting because I just I it's wanted just money, to enjoy dude. it. Yeah, I'm it's sure American money. Express will be calling me later this week. Like, what's going on, dude? <laughs> Are you sure? Was this you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. Did <laughs> someone steal your card? <laughs> but uh, next on the list, we have <laughs> Figment's Inspiration Station. And this is at the Odyssey Building. So there was a lot going on here. So it was yeah. a food booth, art exhibit, and a Figment popcorn bucket pickup spot all at one time. And honestly... It was, they had it right. It was just like the tribute to Figment building. It was like that's what it was. The Figment shrine, like everything about. It was. I mean, they even had like one of the original Figment uh, models in there in the building up up top. I got it was a sitting up on the ledge, and it's the one of the originals from the original ride. Yeah. They had other um, you know touches and you know things like that uh, from from the from the rides. Um, all the colors in there, you know, all rainbows. And it was just really cool. A uh, bunch of neon. Um, the only complaint that I had about the entire setup there, because they had a really good art gallery. So we actually bought like three pieces, I think, in the gallery there in this building alone. Um, the, my only complaint about this setup was the seating that they had. Yeah. Or lack thereof. Because yeah. they had... They had taken up so much space with the mobile pickup stations for those popcorn buckets that you had like maybe six to eight tables to choose from in there. And it was literally like we sat there, I stood there waiting for a table to open up with the kids. And it's like, next thing you know, like, oh, here just comes another person just swoops right in and grabs a table like you. I tried to be polite about waiting and just, you just couldn't, it was just a losing battle. Like I just got to the point where I was like, all right, well, we're just going to go order the food and whatever items we wanted, just go find a table outside. I'll find you. And we'll just go stand outside somewhere uh, because I wasn't trying to, uh, you know, fight the crowd for, for that. But that was my only complaint about this area in general. It was really cool the way they had it set up and we got to try several things uh, from this booth. Uh, Ryan, what did you get to have from here? We got the uh, the popped art, which is basically the blueberry pop tart that they had for it was one of the wonderful mm -hmm. walk of colorful cuisine items. And we got the rainbow cake with the freeze dried Skittles on it. And then I had the beer flight, the rainbow beer flight. And it was so amazing. <laughs> so we got the, the pop tart as well. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Yep. Um, the way that they, the whatever the crust that they use for it, the pastry dough, that dough was cookie, insane. Believe it or not. Yeah it it didn't taste like sugar cookie, like straight sugar cookie like, that you would know, right? Like it just, uh, it was great. It was yeah, really good. Um, the rainbow cake, I was impressed with. Yeah, I, I I'm not a huge fan of cake in general, uh, and. Mainly it's because most of the icings I don't agree with, mm -hmm. but the cake itself was like the perfect combination of being moist and just dense enough, right? To just kind of stay together all the way, not yeah. crumble apart. It has some really good flavor to it. Um, it's super colorful. You know, it's very Instagrammable, if you will. Um, 
so we had that as well. And then we also got the, uh, we got the grape smoothie came in the little souvenir uh, figment cup. Uh, it had freeze dried Skittles uh, inside it. Um, it tasted like purple. <laughs> yeah. That's what it tasted. It didn't taste like grape. It tasted like purple. Yeah. So um, I didn't care for the freeze dried uh, Skittles on yeah, the cake. Or I, they the, were different. Yeah. It was like yeah, it was just, eating it was just, TV static and thinking about a fruit flavor. That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> it's just yeah, it was different. Um I don't know if I don't know how I felt about it to be honest with you, but it was just different. Um but uh we had the cider flight. Uh so it came with the black cherry cider which is super super sweet, uh the blood orange cider which is citrusy and then the passion fruit cider which you could hardly tell there was any passion fruit, it just tasted like almost like apple cider. Um, so I thought the blood orange cider was the best, uh, but if you're like sweeter things, that black cherry cider, uh, all those from three daughters brewing, by the way, um, would be there. Uh, and then, yeah. So what was your favorite out of the beer flight that you had? Uh, well, first of all, the flight consisted of the green with envy blonde ale and the blue butterfly lager, both from 81 Bay. And then also the, uh, gadget raspberry and blackberry Midwest fruit tart from Urban Artifact. Uh, my favorite was the green with envy blonde ale. It was, uh, believe it or not, like because it was a green beer, but it was literally just I think food coloring in it because it yeah. tasted like heaven. It didn't have any kind of fruit <laughs> flavor to it, but it was just a good, like a sweet crisp ale. But it had like a nice bready kind of wheat finish to it it was it was really heavy on the wheat notes and it was just amazing awesome all three were fantastic beers yeah yeah 81 bay showing out again always Um, if anyone at 81 bay is listening come holler at us please all right we'd like to to talk (laughs) (laughs) um going down the list uh to the next booth is goshiki at the japan pavilion area uh we did not stop at this booth whatsoever neither did i damn yeah i heard really good things about the rainbow katsu sandwich yes um, yeah it looked good really good things yeah it did um but no didn't try it of course you can get the sushi donut here uh it's been a fan favorite for over the years uh, but have not didn't didn't stop there but we did stop at Gourmet Landscapes. Tell us Canada. all about it. Oh, Canada. <laughs> My goodness. Um, they don't miss. I'll tell you if they don't. Um, this is this is the booth. All right. This is the booth. Circle this one. Um, I had the wild mushroom risotto. Has some aged Parmesan on it, truffle shavings, and a Zinfandel reduction uh, on it, um, acting as almost like the gravy. Yes. And then I paired that with the roasted bone marrow. As you should. Oh, tell me it was good. It was delightful. Uh, just a literally, I mean, I scooped up the bone marrow. The bone marrow came with like some crostinis as well. Really mm. good. Nice, garlicky, toasty. Um, so I tried it individually first. Fantastic. But the piece de la resistance was 
the combination of said bone marrow with the wild mushroom risotto together <gasps> in one bite. Ridiculous. Mm. And the risotto was so good, I went and got another dish of it. And I paired it with a beverage from Whole Hog Brewery, which was the Raspberry Charade Double Rattler. It was so good. Wasn't I it? went. I got a refill of that one too, Bowie. <laughs> I had that one, and it was damn. It was good. so good. It was it ridiculous. Was so good. Oh, I'm a sucker for so a good refreshing. rattler, though. Me too. Me too. And it was just, damn it, it was good. So, yeah, I don't know my chances of getting that beer that's from uh, Stevens Point, Wisconsin, wherever that is. Um, but man, I. I would love to get my hands on that beer again because, man, it was good. So, did you stop by France or Italy at all? Uh, nope i I drove right past them. Neither did I. <laughs> yeah, uh, France mainly because um, I've had most of the items there previously. Yeah. Uh, secondly, because the line was probably forty five minutes long. That's the which same. Which area is always a line driven place. I, I I don't need that. I don't need it. Like yeah. I'm not going to wait that long for something when I can just walk down, you know, for I 10 minutes else. and find plenty of other things. Yeah. So, no, I didn't do that. Um I heard really good things um at in Italy uh for the mozzarella frita, uh which is basically just a giant mozzarella stick um and it had a bunch of different uh condiments and dipping yeah, sauces. Like marinara and pesto um, and a cream sauce and yeah, it looked great, but the price of it was insane. I think it was literally like $10 or something like that yeah, for, for literally one, like, one like, basically. Um, yeah, I wasn't about to touch that, and so I just decided to keep on keep on walking. See, So, yeah, we, we found some, plenty of other things. So, um, we did stop uh, at Modern... Uh, this was one that we actually stopped at in conjunction with the Craftsman's Courtyard um, that evening. And because it was kind of right there. I mean, they're literally like a minute walk between the two booths. So I uh, went over there and got uh, the pan-seared scallops, which I will note were two scallops and not the single scallop that they were serving at the beginning of the festival. So I'm glad that Disney heard the audience and heard the complaints that they were listing the dish as scallops, plural, and were only serving a single scallop. So it was nice to uh, to actually consume scallops um, presented very nicely and uh, came with a vanilla butternut squash puree, a cauliflower puree and a lime foam. Um, it Man, they were some good scallops. Um, my wife, Melissa, ate most of it, but I did get to have a, a sample just so I could talk to everybody about it. So, but yeah, it was a really cool, really cool place. I mean, that everyone was talking about that angry crab, which was like that whole soft shell crab that they had fried. Um, and it was really cool presentation. I just, I don't care for soft shell crab. Um, so, uh, bypass that altogether so marching onward uh 
Next up is the China Pavilion, the Painted Panda. Did any of you boys try that uh, General Tso's chicken? I did not the, go to Canada nice. China. Did not. Nope. Oh, man. No, no China for me. Uh, yeah. So I know I know Ryan at least stopped by here. Uh, Pastoral Palette, Germany Pavilion. I'm pretty sure Jordan stopped here, too, because there's no way you can <laughs> skip this one. I got the whole booth. Oh boy! Yeah, well, I share the same sentiment. Yeah, um, I got the whole. I got the whole booth. So, yeah. so, well, so we'll rotate back and it, forth through each item. <laughs> so, out of all, out of everything you had, what was your favorite? Short rib at this booth alone. At this booth short alone. Yeah, short rib. Short rib. Easily. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Red wine no, braised yeah. beef short rib. Yeah. Yeah. So red wine braised beef short rib. With parsnip puree, which is basically the mashed potatoes, uh, some broccolini, and baby tomatoes with uh, aged balsamic vinegar drizzled across all of it. And believe it or not, my oldest daughter, Braylon, and my middle daughter, Olivia, they ate the majority of it. I got like one fork full of short rib and one spoonful of parsnip puree, and they ate everything else. I'm sorry because it was so good. Oh, the the, so the, the the two bites that I had were incredible. Yeah, it, insane. The flavors, insane. Just everything was perfect. Everything yeah. was perfect. What did you think about the um, the cassoulet? I loved it. It was so fun. It was unique. Yes. It was flavors that you didn't, you, you never get. I mean, like, whoever has a wild boar sausage, right? Like, tell me last time you had that. I. It was so good, especially when you paired it with the ham hock and the beans and the duck confit. It was just the it was way all it was just done. So fatty and decadent and salty and just everything okay. good. Yeah, it was. It was so. You know what I really wanted? I just wanted a little bit of like I wanted some rice and some hot sauce and just like oh. let me go to town. Like, soul food. <laughs> that would have been it. German that soul been food. It. it was. Yeah, it dude. It was so good. It was so good. I, I just, again, right? Like it's just an opportunity to try some things and experience some different flavors together in a unique way. And God, I love this festival. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. What about the Black Forest cake? Decadent. <laughs> Decadent. I mean, you don't really need to see. You really don't need to say anything more, right? Like it was, it was good. Uh, it, it, I mean, just like everything that should be from a German Black Forest cake, it was it. So, yeah. And then we had the rose flight. Um, yeah. Same. It had the rose hard cider, the rose blonde ale, and the frozen rose. Um, out of those, I preferred the blonde ale, again, from our Same. friends at 81 Bay. Yeah. So. But uh, I did my my mom who was there with us. She loved the frozen rosé. Yeah, she's a frozen. Brianna girl, did too. So. Um, yeah. And the good thing was was I got a full pour of the rosé blonde ale by itself because I'm a big boy. Okay. And then uh, <laughs> Brianna and mom got the rosé flight. Well, then they didn't want the, oh, okay. the the little beer out of there, so I got a extra little beer. That's where I smashed mine. There you go. <laughs> so, Ryan wins. 
Love but it. that whole booth, that nothing, nothing was like bad about that booth. Probably, I'm not probably shocked. number one booth of the festival as a whole. It was, it's up there for sure, in my opinion too. All right, let's move on to Pop Eats, which is a fan favorite and one of my personal favorites from years past. So much so we made a T-shirt with it. Yep. So, yes. <laughs> That's, that's, the only thing I, I had you, here you was the time now to uh, visit the website. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I had here was uh, one of the beers. That was it. The okay. Brooklyn Brewery. What beer did you have? Pulp Art Hazy IPA. Okay. And it was stinky. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> A little dankness. Oh yeah, it was. Um, it was heavy on the hops. <laughs> We had all of the food items from the booth. I'm not shocked. Um, so the regular tomato soup with the tomato soup with the regular grilled cheese. Um, my wife, my wife ate that one. Um, my I had the tomato soup with the pimento grilled cheese. We had it also had the bacon and the fried green tomato. Um, that was it was delicious. I wish the fried green tomato they could keep it crispier inside. It just starts to get mushy a little bit in there. But overall, flavor was great. And, of course, you unlock the greatest flavor when you dip that grilled cheese into that tomato soup. So, Oh, there's no other way just, to do it. Yeah, you got to do that. So um, I was a little slightly disappointed that I missed out on the Pop Eats tomato soup can yeah. serving. I, I got it in just a little little plastic, in like a little cup. Um, so I didn't get the actual can but that's all right and then the almond uh, frangipan cake uh, which is the layered cake with raspberry jam and belgian chocolate um, another one of those wonderful walk of colorful cuisine items good as usual it was tastes the same last year if you like almonds especially is very almond forward go uh go try it out just it was it was good did your boys make your way to the morocco pavilion and try out any of the uh Flavors over there? I wanted to, but the line was ridiculous. I ex- that was my same experience. It was this was one of those that had a just for whatever reason. Both times we walked past this in the day and at night, long lines. So we we just passed by it. Uh, what about the Encanto Cucina? I actually did, um, which of course this has the chorizo and potato empanada that I raved oh. about last year. <laughs> and funny thing is. Nobody even knew that I stopped at this booth because I had to stay back and use the bathroom while everybody else was moving on. And while I was catching up to them, there was nobody waiting, so I got an empanada and smashed it and threw the wrapper away before I could get to the group again. (laughs) Oh, man. Undercover fatty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We had all the food items from this booth. And, yeah, that empanada... Man, it it had some spice to it too. Yes, it does. I was I was actually surprised at how much spice. Because typically, Disney when they do spice, they don't do spicy. Like right, like it's not like overly spicy. This had some heat. It had a kick. That turmeric aioli, it was, it was, it was there. Dank. Um, and then the the soup. My my mom actually, uh. Got the soup for herself, but Got a cream she allowed fridge. me to try it. It <laughs> it was it was spicy too. 
Uh, it has uh, um, the Wahilo and the Arbol chili, uh, spiced chicken. Uh, it was the soup when you mix it up. I mean, it turned red. The broth turned red. That's how spicy it was. So um, it was it <laughs> Turning was red. good. Yeah, <laughs> um, bathroom edition. <laughs> oh god Jesus. <laughs> sorry everybody <laughs> out of pocket <laughs> <laughs> and then the um for dessert we had the uh, passion fruit mousse with the dragon fruit jam it was a tasty little treat and again presentation the way that they decorate all this stuff just another just took it up the extra notch so i appreciated that so you guys want to know um, how unique this Epcot trip was for me? I you didn't, didn't go, go to, to refreshment. I didn't. Wow. First time. First time That's since I've been actually. going to Disney. This is the first time I have not gone to refreshment port while visiting Epcot. That That's how good the other food was for the festival. I was saying you raved about wanting to hit up the Noki uh, poutine offering. So. That just, uh, like you said, it goes to show the you know showcase the rest of the offerings available. That was that was one that was on my list to get. Like I was like, if I I need to get this Noki poutine, um, I but every time we walked past this place, the line was down past the fence. Like it was going to be easily a twenty to thirty minute wait every time for this booth. Um, mm. so I I didn't get to visit it at all, and I. Really, really upset that I didn't get to do that. But I got a little bit of preview, right? Because it was the Noki poutine. Uh, so, was, you know, with the red wine braised beef. Well, we had that red wine braised beef earlier, and it was mighty fine. So I feel like I got a little little preview, a little taste of this, even though I didn't get to have the dish. So I just miss out with the combination of the cheese curds and the basil and the burrata. Like, I would have liked that, too, but. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. I did, however. Um, I got one of the beers at the refreshment outpost. I got the uh, the Central Twenty Eight Wallart Brown Ale, and it was Ooh. it was divine. It, Traditional it brown me, ale, nutty. Yeah, it reminded me of like a like a Bold City's uh, Duke's Brown Ale. It was very similar to okay. that. Yeah, it's a solid, which is a fantastic a beer. Brown. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I did like I wanted to stop here to get that berries and cream sour burliner. Um, but I didn't didn't get to. Uh but it's from a, a local brewery in Orlando, Ivanhoe Park, uh Brewing Co. So I took my chances of, like them possibly having it on tap or you know, in our local stores uh to get if they have distro on it. So I took the chance on on finding it that way instead. So but yeah, that was that was what was on the uh, the want list there. Uh, what's the what's the one item from this year, uh, Ryan, that you wish you got the chance to have but didn't end up getting? Uh, definitely like one, the, oh, you the fried green one. tomato grilled cheese with the tomato soup. I'm upset that I didn't get to try it. Okay, because I'm a tomato yeah. soup fanatic. Yeah, so, yeah, that's it was my regret. I mean, yeah. It was, yeah, it was great. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I have to tell you that. But, uh, yeah, it was. It was good. 
<laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. For me, it, it would be the the carne asada uh, from the El Artista Ambriento booth. Um, just I heard so many good things about that chipotle sir, beef sirloin um, and that sweet potato puree with it. I mean, I just like the combination. I just it would call me and yeah, yeah. I just that's the that's the one food item, and I think we both said it too. Like that marshmallow margarita with the mezcal uh, resposado in it. I mean, like I really wanted that too. It's just again super unique that you don't find a lot of places and don't find a lot of opportunities to try it and uh, uh, squander that opportunity. So and this also validates once again that this festival is not long enough for how great it is. Yes. Correct. We need at least Correct. another three weeks of it, at least. Yes. So ridiculous. Bobby or Josh or whomever, if you're listening, help us out. Okay. Give us a little more time with farts, and yes. we can we can we can experience all of it, and then some. So hashtag more farts. I'm starting the movement now. <laughs> hey man, God Let's bless. Do it. Let's do it. Follow the hashtag. Follow the hashtag, yeah. everybody. Um, number one item of the festival. Must do. Must eat. Get it. Spend your money. What would you say? Uh, the duck and dumplings at um, the America Pavilion. For sure. Okay. Just because of how different it is and how well all the flavors work together. It was It was so thought out. Yeah. Yeah, that was right up there with one, uh, you know, biggest regret uh, food item. Um, but for me, I think if you have to get one thing, um, I'm going to put it on the wild mushroom risotto. I, wow. It's kind of surprised about that. Both of y'all, which actually. I don't like, I don't like mushrooms. This was insanely good. It was like it was creamy and just like full of flavor, and like I said, I, I I'm gonna play by my rules and not include, you know, two dishes in one. But when you combine it with that bone marrow, oh my goodness, just the we, flavors. We even mentioned mixing those together that that would be divine. Yeah. So. yeah, I'm literally salivating right now thinking about it because it was that good. Like it just unlocked that memory for me. Um, yeah, it was great. What's the um, what's the item that you had that you think is the biggest ripoff? The item that you sh- don't waste your money on. Hmm, that's a toughie. To me, probably the rainbow cake, and that's mainly because the freeze dried Skittles pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> like literally, it was like eating a solid version of a white claw for the Skittles. <laughs> yeah. At least the cake, the cake yeah. itself was amazing, but yeah. the Skittles messed it up for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think I liked, yeah, I probably have to agree with you. The presentation is really cool. The way in the cake itself, the construction of the cake, if you take if like it was cooked like to perfection, it was baked to perfection. But the fact that, it literally was just cake. There was no other flavors. It was just cake with icing, and you had those Skittles, which threw a wrench in all the flavor profile. 
it, to me, it was just like you're paying for the for the look. That's literally it. So that's the one dish that I had too that I spent my money on that I wouldn't have spent my money on another time. Um, so I definitely skipped that uh, for sure. Um, yeah. So overall, there you have it. Awesome festival. Awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I'm hoping. I, I, it doesn't look like it with everything else we have going on that we're gonna be able to make it again before this festival ends, uh, towards the end of February. Uh, but man, if I could make it one more time, I would love to because it's it's just so good. It's it's so good. And there again, there's so many things happening for you know along this festival. You got the big mural uh, that they're doing that they do uh, every day, and the paint by numbers basically. Um, that's always fun to participate in. Uh, you've got all the different showings from all the different artists on the Broadway series there performing, uh, the America Gardens Theater. So I mean, there's just so many things going on happening every day at this festival. There's something different and unique to experience. So go experience this festival while you can. Uh, it's really good. If you haven't been there yet this year. Please go do so uh, before you lose out on the chance. Um, some of the best food I've had from a festival in a long, long time. I to agree. be frank, I agree, and I've been to every festival at Epcot for the last two years now. Yeah, because I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that'll wrap up our review of the 2023 Festival of the Arts. But before we go today, uh, we would like to just mention very quickly some of the companies that we are working with that help support the show. Uh, Starting with 1901 Candle Company, they are making Disney-inspired and pop culture-inspired candles. So they got scents for everybody. Light up their candles. Light up your life. Smell good. Let your space smell good. It's good for your body, mind, soul, spirit. Go grab yourself some candles. Our listeners save 15% off in your purchases through them. They're a great company. Go check them out. Great people. Get some candles. They're amazing. Check them out. Episode is, uh, Their link is in the episode description down below. Use that link. Use the coupon code and get it smelling good. I would also like to show some love to our friends up in Scranton, Pennsylvania at none other than Electric City Roasting Company. They are a specialty coffee association accredited company, and they roast some fine beans. And right now they've actually got two of their seasonal releases out. They have their Winter Fest, and for Valentine's Day they have their Tiamo Roast. Um, Both of them are full-bodied, cozy just amazing coffee and we are giving our listeners 20% off their first order if they use the code OTM coffee two zero. And we will also leave a affiliate link in the episode description below. So be sure and check them out. Go load your card up, save some money and have you a good cup of coffee because I know we have some good cups of coffee. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. And they got, I mean, they got bad coffee, whole bean ground, uh, fine French press grind, K-cup. coffee pods. Yeah, I mean, it's variety packs. If you don't know what to get, go grab it. Go check them out. 
fantastic coffee. If you like coffee, if you're serious about coffee, go check them out and save some money again. So we're just helping you save money and get great things. And like Ryan said, you can find that in the episode description down below, uh, along with some additional affiliates that we have uh, based around the travel industry. So if you're looking for some additional travel wear, backpacks, uh, stuff like that, you have options available to you with affiliate links down below as well. So make sure you check that out and show those guys some love as well. Absolutely. And while you're in that episode description, be sure to check out the support button and buy us a coffee if you feel led to do so uh, by buying us a virtual coffee uh, you are donating to the show and its operations and its ongoing costs um, we do a lot of things like going to festival of the arts and consuming as much food as humanly possible uh, so that we can come back and do things like this and tell you how to spend your money wisely uh, how to save your money um, and so uh, we do this enables us to do those type of things um, and this the ongoing operations uh, and costs of of the podcast and the website and things like that so uh, equipment um, a lot of behind the scenes stuff so right if you feel led to do so uh, go click the support button uh, in the episode description or on offthemonorals.com it'll take you to the bias a coffee page and there you can uh, leave a donation there for us and anything that you feel free uh, feel led to do so uh, always anything you feel led to to donate we appreciate immensely it, it goes a super long way um, and we've you know been able we've been fortunate enough to have some some great donations uh, from some great people and they've allowed us to do a lot of great things uh, for the show and for the listening audience so uh, it's listeners like you guys that help us uh, keep going um, and allow us to do a lot of fun, cool things. Um, and so we appreciate everybody uh, that's participated so far and anyone who uh, donates going forward. Uh, it means, it means the world to us. So. And uh, one last thing, make sure you're uh, subscribed to us on all, all major podcast platforms, whether that be Spotify or Apple podcasts or Amazon. Um, we greatly appreciate the listeners and, you know, seeing the engagement we have on socials and that being on either, you know, Instagram, which is our daily driver, uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, just make sure you're following us or subscribe to us. And, um, we're going to keep rolling this thing along and hopefully you can join in on the fun. Yeah. It's a fun ride. We love sharing it with you guys. And, you know, we impact, you know, our festival experience on today's episode. Uh, next week we're going to unpack, the full trip that Ryan took for with his family. Cause he covered not only Epcot and the festival, but he got to spend some time in Hollywood studios some time at uh, magic kingdom, uh, a lot of different things. So uh, we'll unpack that all next week on next week's episode. So if you like trip recaps and like kind of finding um, how, how we navigate, how people navigate their trips so that you can better experience the parks for your upcoming trip to Disney world, uh, then stay tuned for that episode. Uh, it's uh, it's coming next week, so I'm excited to to break that down. I love love hearing about everyone's trips, and you know, you always f- kind of find new tricks, new things to try uh, when you go through those episodes. So I'm uh, excited to excited to hear it. Uh, with that being said, that's going to do it for us. Stay tuned for next week, and we'll catch you then. I'm Jordan. I'm Justin, and I'm Ryan, and this is off the monorails. Mm-hmm.